0: Welcome to a special How We Win mini-pod. All over the country, ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We'll hear what's happening in the field. The best antidote to anxiety is action. Today, I'm having a really important conversation, probably the most important conversation, with the senior advisor to We Can Vote, Jessica Barba Brown. We Can Vote, along with their website, healthyvoting.org, provides information and opportunities for each of us to do our part in making the 2020 elections safe, secure, and successful. I'm Steve Pearson, and this is how we win the Minipod. Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here.
0: Absolutely. We were talking a little bit before we started about how this is top of mind for everyone and well it should be. How do we vote safely? There's so much going on right now with the post office and with voter suppression, of course, in the middle of a global pandemic. So um, this is a conversation that is so important. Um, Before we get into it, though, just really quickly, I'm curious to know what your background is. How, How did you get into doing this work?
1: Sure. Um well, I have a sort of a multi-issue background. Uh wor- worked on a on a lot of different issues, but one issue in particular that I've seen many angles of is I've worked on the Affordable Care Act quite a lot. Um, So when I was uh, working on the Hill, we were passing it um, in Congress. Hmm. Um, I worked at Enroll America when we were getting the marketplaces up and going. And then I was at Planned Parenthood during the repeal and uh, defund battle. So I've sort of seen all angles of that legislation. Um, so, So a fair amount of work in healthcare. And then I, I also worked uh, in. I got more involved in civic engagement coming into 2020, and working on voter registration issues. And you know, I never thought that my healthcare background and the civic engagement work would collide <laughs> in in such a way. I this know. Year.
0: I was just um, thinking that. Like, what what strange be- bedfellows those make? But yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um and I think a lot of people find themselves in that position this year. So, um you know, we're we're working really closely with a lot of the public health associations and you know, as state health officials, they may have never had to think about how their state election was going to happen. Right. <laughs> um you know, even though it's it's a very but it's it's one of the most major public events that, that we have in this country. So everybody's on a, on a very quick learning curve and, um, but bringing these two, you know, worlds together from the public health side, um, and from the civic engagement side, um, couldn't, you know, this, this couldn't be more important this year.
0: It couldn't be. And so let's get right into it. First of all, what are the most important things that people need to know about voting this year? I know a lot of people are worried about this thing or that thing, but um, what has you the most worried? And then we'll talk about what we can do about it.
1: Hmm. I think the most important thing for people to know is that the window of voting is very much more expanded <laughs> than we are used to thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people don't even consider, you know, how they're going to vote until it's a couple days before the election, and they say, "Oh, gee, you know, I better look up my polling location, or I better find out what time the polls are open." We're in a moment right now with um, a lot of mail voting options being extended to people, with early voting options being extended, where. You know, right now, today, people can request their ballots for the general election. Um, There are some states that are proactively sending them out right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So the window of time where it's no longer election day, it's election season. Right. (laughs) And I think getting people around that... you know, get, getting their brains to to expand to that window of time um, is is going to be a challenge. And you know, similarly, also on the back end after election day, we know that we're not going to have results on election night, um, and we're going to have to have uh, a collective moment of of patience and and really letting election officials do their job, so we can make sure that every vote is is counted. But I think that's that's going to be just a big shift for everybody this year, and that's why we're so focused right now on making sure that people know their options. Because even if you've been a very faithful voter in your state for mm-hmm. many elections, probably this year, something has changed about voting in your <laughs> state, whether that's the requirements or, or you know the way that you can request your ballot or, or any number of things. So we really, really encourage people to know how to vote um, in their state and to make their plans early.
0: Yeah, that's really great points and so important. And for any of us working in organizing, if you've ever talked to a voter, and even in recent elections, you know, encouraged them to apply to vote by mail, if that's available in their state, you always hear, well, I really like to go on election day to the polling place, or bring my family with me and and do that. Mm -hmm. And and that the ritual of that um, is really important to a lot of people. And Anecdotally, the during the primary, uh, in I'm in L.A. County, and we have uh, mm-hmm. a new vote center system, which expands the days that you can vote. You can go and vote at any of the vote centers. It's really, really great. But what it did was shrink the number of polling places in deference to these vote centers. Um And people just didn't know about that. They didn't know they could vote early and everyone showed up on election day and we didn't have enough polling places and the lines were long. It was a mess. So we have uh, some majorly important voter education that we need to be doing as volunteers. What resources do you have to help us do that?
1: That's absolutely right. Um, And the resource that we have created along with the American Public Health Association, the National Association of City and County Health Officials, who are obviously represent, you know, leading public health experts, as well as um, the Center for Tech and Civic Life and the Center for Civic Design, who are really focused on election administration expertise. Um, We've brought these groups together to create healthy voting guides, and you can find them for your state or DC or voting territory, Mm -hmm. um, at healthyvoting.org. And what we're doing with these guides is essentially, you know, letting people know here are the laws in your state, here are the different ways you can vote, but it has a public health overlay. So even when you talk about voting by mail, there are things that you need to consider from a public health perspective. When you go out to drop off your ballot, you know, make sure to wash your hands <laughs> when you come home. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need a, uh, you know, a witness signature, you know, how do you do that in a way that you can still socially distance? So, um, you know, we're trying to make sure that everybody knows their options and that they know how to stay healthy no matter how they choose to vote, because you're absolutely right. There are some people that they they feel more comfortable voting um, in person or they may have, um, you know, a disability or or a, a language uh, translation need, and and they're going to go vote in person. So we absolutely have to have those um, safe in person experiences, and we need everybody to really know what are their options in their state and and to make a plan very early to vote.
0: So um, there are different options, uh, as you said, as we all know, in different states, and some make it easier for you to vote safely. And um, some do not. Some are actively working to suppress the vote. And we have, as we talked about earlier, uh, a huge problem with the American Postal Service right now. Um, What would you recommend as the most reliable way to vote safely. Like, you know, if you're going to get a, a vote by mail, uh, are you going to drop that off in a drop box? Is that better than mailing it? Um, should you go to your polling place early if that's an option? What, In terms of weighing like health risks and stuff, I, and I hate that we're here. Mm-hmm. I hate that we're... It's just, um, you know, craven and awful that we're weighing health risk in relation to you know, making sure that our vote is counted. But this is where we are. So mm-hmm. what would you recommend as as the way to ensure your vote is counted and do it the most safe way you can?
1: Um, you know, voting by mail or absentee voting, depending on where you live, what, what it's called, yeah. um, that – is a healthy option because it minimizes your contact with other people, which is, as we know, is is how the coronavirus is spread and and what we're trying to minimize. Right. Um, and there are lots of states where you can actually um, track your ballot online, so you can you know make sure that it was received and that it's been processed, and that's that's a great assurance. And voting by mail for you know decades um, before before coronavirus has proven to be a very safe and secure way of casting a ballot. Um, and so that is certainly a healthy option. And as you pointed out, there are also new ways that are coming up this year that are that are being scaled up in a way that we haven't seen before. So, for example, drop boxes. That's something we've seen a lot of states adopt, and is also a really great um, secure way. If you if you are concerned about the mail um, delivery, if it might be getting close to the deadline, you're like, okay, it says you know seven days before the <laughs> right. the ballot, but I really want to be sure. You know, there are many places you could take it directly to your election office. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really important to know what is. Uh, you know what are the rules in your state? What what does your state or county have available? And and sometimes it does vary from county to county what is available. So um, to get that you know hyper local uh, guidance is is really important. And again that you know even with in-person voting, even if it's election day, there are going to be measures in place to ensure your safety. Um, polling, play, you know, the, the station's six feet apart, mm-hmm. um, you know, having people wear masks inside the polling places, hand sanitizer available. Every election office across the country is thinking about how to provide a safe voting experience because we know that there will be many people voting in person. So, you know, no matter how you choose to do it, you should not be afraid to vote. Um, you know, everybody no. should be able to exercise their their fundamental right to vote, and they should be able to protect their health while they do so. And no matter what method you choose, you should be able to do that.
0: Great. So check out healthyvoting.org. We'll have a link to that on our Podcast page. Also, wecanvote.us um, will be up there too. So, great resources to find out what your options are in your states. Um, wherever possible, vote early. And um, thank you for for giving us all this context. It, it actually has made me feel a little bit better. Like I, I think there's been a lot of agita about this, um, but there really are a lot of options for people to vote safely. And um, and so. Uh, let's just make sure we let every voter know that they exist.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, thanks for for spreading the word. And yes, I think we cannot let fear stop stop us uh, from voting this year. And so no. we really want to, you know, empower folks to to go out there and do it in in the safest way as possible.
0: Great. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And, um, happy election season.
1: <laughs> happy election season. Thanks, Steve.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. On Wednesday, we announced the launch of The Last Weekends, so make sure you are sharing it, shouting it from the rooftops. This year, it's not enough to vote. We need you to volunteer. Recruit your friends, have them sign up, and pledge volunteer hours at thelastweekends.org. You'll find a link to that and all of the other info and links from today's show at our podcast page, swingleft.org slash podcast. And, of course, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple, wherever you get your pods. Keep sharing our show on social media. Use the hashtag HowWeWin2020. Coming up on Wednesday, we have a really inspiring interview with the founder and executive director of Sister District, Rita Bosworth. That's coming up this Wednesday, so you don't want to miss that. We'll see you then.